for a conversation with NFL Network's Charles Davis. Brought to you by Premier Golf Centers. Now with Charles Davis, here's Jason Puckett and the Gas Man. We're rolling hour number two here. Puckett Gas live from the Carter Volkswagen Studio. Every week at this time, we check in with our old pal, Charles Davis, from the NFL Network, also Fox Sports. Brought to you by Premier Golf. Uh, visit Premier Golf, one of the 12 great locations around the Puget Sound area. Go up to Inner Bay, get a bucket of balls, a burger, a beer. Have some fun. Inner Bay, Premier Golf. It's really your destination for your golfing fix. Charles, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Hope you guys are. Uh, we're doing we're doing good. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of throw a little bit of a curveball here at you, but we'll we'll we're gonna tie it back in here to, to football. Okay. The uh the news obviously yesterday for us. Uh, the big news was Robinson Cano was popped 80 games uh, for yeah. performance-enhancing drugs. And so so he's going to be out for a while, obviously. So I'm going to swing it back to football right now. The The use of performance-enhancing drugs in the NFL, how, yeah. how prevalent do you think it is right now that, that guys are using? Oh, that's a great question. Can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to loop something into to this conversation. I think that will help it. You know, in my past, I used to work for the United States Olympic Committee, okay, in Colorado Springs. So when you say performance-enhancing drugs, believe me, (laughs) if there's an arena that that's a major league issue, it's in the Olympic Games. Yeah. And, you know, going way back, we started, remember when they used to take the blood out 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 of runners, freeze it? and then pump it back into them before their race. So right. they get that highly oxygenated blood, the blood doping with the lossy virins and, and, and the great distance runners of the world. That was controversial. Then, of course, we get into the hardcore stuff and, and, and where we are now. The reason I bring that in is that when we talk about how much there is, the answer to me is there's a lot of unknown. Because as my father used to be very fond of saying, or still is at times, you make a better lock you make a better thief. Hmm. So as drug testing has gotten better, so have the people who have made the drugs, right? How they administer them, understanding how testing works, what cycles are, half-lives, all of those things. I think for the NFL, you know, there's so much talk about should we be allowed to use marijuana, you know, so these guys can can, can soothe themselves and, let their, you know, have their bodies, you know, feel better after games that we, in a lot of ways, we've gotten past where we were before. Because you guys remember, PEDs, substance. When's the last time you heard someone, uh, you know, suspended for steroids in the NFL? Yeah, it's been a while. Been, as far, you know, when, yeah. when I think about it, it doesn't readily come to mind. I'm sure there are. I'm not, I'm not saying there's not. But for the most part, we're talking about there was a substance in, you know, there was something you didn't read on the label when you took your, you know, your protein powder. Right. You know, mm-hmm. there's something that you didn't have over this, you know, marijuana gets caught, that sort of thing. So I think that it's pro- prevalent. It wouldn't be the right word, but there's there's no shortage. I would think I would think that guys are are doing different things that they're still getting popped for. And we have a lot of those things that happen. But the testing is good. The the being able to understand the cycles every year at the combine, people test positive for something. Right, and and that's the one that really blows away teams because they're like, you knew you were coming here, <laughs> you knew you were coming, and you knew the dates. So if you can't count, that's a question for them. But baseball and football are viewed with different lenses, as you guys well know. And I'm not sure it's fair, but that's just reality. Baseball, when guys get popped for this stuff, 
It's like an affront to the game, isn't it? Mm, yeah. People, base, pure baseball fans just lose their mind. When guys have been popped in the past for the NFL, they've served their time, they've come back and played, and I can't think of major league backlashes with it. I really can't. Brian Cushing might be the biggest example. And do you think there's really been a huge backlash against Brian? Because Brian was the one who had the, had that crazy explanation. I can't remember what it was now. It was something about his body creating too much something. And everybody's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Just just let us know when you're back playing. Right. And, right. No, and, and, and that's essentially how it works. Football is just way different than baseball. And, again, not right or wrong. It's out there, but you don't serve the same penalty in the court of public justice that you do for baseball. Because I saw a big debate about, is this going to affect Robinson Cano's Hall of Fame candidacy? Like right you away. Right away, right people away. were saying right that. Right out of yeah. the gate, that was a. Now, when was the last time you had that discussion with a player in football where you said, "Now, will this affect him getting into the hall?" Yeah, right. I right. don't. Re- I don't remember that conversation. How how much do you think the leagues are are are, are moving in a positive direction? Let me explain this better. So much is yep. is is done about okay, we got to do prevention, and we got to test to make sure nobody's cheating, and we got to do this, we got to try and catch guys. How much research are the leagues interested in in some of these substances and whether or not medical people are moving them forward saying this actually isn't that bad for you, it actually can help a person, we should take this off the banned list because we've found way more positives than negatives. Is is there work being done by the leagues in that regard? My guess would the answer would be yes, but I can't say 100% because I haven't really dialed in on that. Yeah. But let's, let's, let's take it in one big example right now, and that's marijuana use. Okay, with the country moving more and more towards states legalizing marijuana, it's really putting the NFL in a difficult position, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if it's legal in the state that you play in, where your team is based, yet you will now be illegal if you utilize. You see where I'm going? Right. That's where that's where the issue is coming in, and I think, look, privately. There has to be there have to be discussions going on with the league office where they're saying, okay, if the country's moving towards acceptance, where do we end up standing on that? Is it does this does this actually give us covers the wrong word, but does it actually open the door for us to say, listen, certain amounts of, of marijuana will be tolerated from this point forward? Yeah, particularly you know I mean? yeah, when it's a drug like this, that there is a lot of research showing that hey, this actually yeah. is as good, if not better. To help guys get over their bumps and bruises than the, than the, the painkillers that guys, you know, you talk to a lot of guys. You know, Marcellus Bennett said this about a month ago. Say 90% of the yep. guys in the league want to smoke because, because it's easier or it's less dangerous yep. than getting hooked on pain medication. Less invasive to them, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not smart enough to know because all the different things that go into it. But at the same time, the, the, the anecdotal evidence, right? The, the evidence that we see, that seems to be less of an issue than we're worried about Oxycontin. Right. <laughs> right. Right. We're worried about those things because those things we've seen are incredibly damaging to people and what they do and people get hooked on it coming off of normal surgeries. You don't have to be a player to get hooked on that stuff. Right. I mean, you come out of, uh, come out of a surgery, how many people do we know? We probably all know someone who struggled with that, trying to kick it after they've had what we would call a normal surgery surgery and you know with was the old expression you know minor surgery surgery done on someone else <laughs> you know that's sort of a deal so yeah i think that, that the league is probably going to have to have some well they're probably already having high-powered conversations behind closed doors but as the country continues to adopt this 
right? John Boehner, the former Speaker of the House, is like the chair of some incredible marijuana company right now, right? <laughs> that, 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 that's manufacturing and doing the whole thing. If we've gotten to that stage where the former Speaker of the House, a staunch Republican, you know, leader, leader of the opposition, guess where we're headed, folks? So the league's going to have to make those adjustments as well because the league's penalties will be more punitive than the country's penalties. And that's not going to really work out very well. And the league's smart enough to know that. I think they're already making plans for that. Charles Davis, our guest on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, joins us every week thanks to uh, Premier Golf. He uh, works, of course, NFL Network, also Fox Sports. I found the uh, the excuse Brian Cushing came up with uh, after his rookie yeah. year. Overtrained athlete syndrome. That's what his and his doctors came up with. And basically, uh, it is when you, you work out so, it allegedly means that a guy who works out a lot and then stops immediately can build up testosterone and pixies and can walk into a, apparently, it, when you work out really hard and then you stop, you've built up so much testosterone in your body that it can somehow Matt, or give off the impression that you have used steroids, and that, the guys tough. bought it. That happens to me all the time. I never knew there was a term for athlete syndrome, or as no, guess no, you no. know, it's called OTAS. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just didn't realize yeah, there was a term for yeah. it. This is amazing. You're describing <laughs> my life. Yeah. Who knew, right? Uh. Well, the second time, the second time Brian got popped, it wasn't over overtraining syndrome, right? Yeah. He ended up getting hit again later on in his career. So you know you never know. And look, I'm not sitting here pointing accusing fingers at guys and this, that and everything, but I will tell you during my time at the Olympic Committee, it was a constant race to catch mm-hmm. up to what was sure. new out there. Right, right. A constant race to catch up to what was being presented and the whole deal. The the people who were testing were always behind. I can tell you that with absolute certainty, having worked with doc, you know, know the doctors there and people of that nature. They were like, "Dude, <laughs> we are we are just chasing like mad," and I don't know that we ever catch. Why up. do you think so, you, you brought this up earlier, Charles? Why why when we look at, and this is I think kind of an an old debate, really, but I, I guess yeah. I don't really know the, the debate between baseball and football. When yeah. when we when guys, because you mentioned earlier with Brian Cushing or any of these guys that are popped. For, for performance-enhancing drugs in the NFL. You don't ever hear if it's a really good player. Oh, well, he's out. That's He's done no, for the Hall no, of Fame. He's, no, he's out. Those no, no scarlet letters. Why in ba- Why do we treat – is it because it's it's our game, it's our pastime, there's a history with it? I don't know. I mean, what? why do we treat I baseball players differently than, than NFL players? I think it's records. Mm. Okay? I think it's numbers. Baseball will always be the numbers game. When we were kids, you could recite the numbers of every Hall of Famer, right? You know, you had your baseball cards, you had all of that. You knew that, you know, Lou Gehrig played an X number of games consecutively. Then tied, then Cal Ripken came along and broke it. Babe Ruth hit 714 home runs in his career before Henry Aaron came along and hit 755. We do numbers, 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 and the numbers appear to be sacred, sacrosanct, right? So if you're going to go against those numbers, and remember, there's also what you said, America's pastime and the nostalgia that everyone back then was doing everything absolutely clean. So there was that, there's that, that, that total viewpoint that this stuff didn't exist. So if you come along and now you damage the game and sully it with that, that bothers people. With football, numbers aren't as huge a part of it. Like if we sit down and say, okay, re- reel off the top baseball numbers, for all of us in the sports world, we probably can reel them off fairly easily because they've been part of our total upbringing. Mm-hmm. 
Reel off the foot. What are the big football numbers? Right. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. Right. You think of what are the records that we're chasing? Consecutive number of games that Johnny United threw a touchdown pass was a big one for a long time before I think Peyton Manning broke it. And I think Drew Brees broke games it. Games played that. by Favre. Yeah, yeah games yeah. played, but you know, consecutive. Yeah. But what's stars. the number? We don't know the yeah, number. You're right. You're right. But, yeah. but but we don't sit around and, yeah. and, 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 and view it like, oh, that's the ultimate. Yeah. Like Babe Ruth's number, 714. You remember the consternation that was going through the country when Henry Aaron was approaching it? Oh, yeah. Go yeah. back before that, when Babe Ruth hit 60 in a season. Remember the consternation about Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle chasing down that number, mainly Maris. And they put the asterisk, remember? Because yeah. Babe did it in 154 games. He's doing it in 162. That's the type of thing that you have in baseball you don't have in football to the same extent. We're trying to, we're doing a better job with numbers, but it'll be way down the line before we're talking to people that are saying, okay, let's talk about this number in football and who the rushing leader is. Like Emmitt Smith's the all-time rushing leader, I still believe, right? I think he's number one. Any idea what the number is? No. 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 Right? I mean, I have no idea. We just know that he is fantastic. Now, before him, I believe it was Jimmy Brown. and Well, Jim Brown's number now probably is trying to stay in the top 20. <laughs> right? Yeah, right, because right. over time it has changed. And remember, we've gone from Jim Brown had a, a decent portion of his career with 12-game schedules before they got to 14. And now, of course, we're at 16. So it's just different. And But I really believe that people view baseball numbers and put them up on a pedestal way more than you do with football. And if you're going to sully a number by one of the greats, it has to be clean or what the public perceives as clean. Otherwise, they don't accept it. Do you think people really accept Barry Bonds as the home run leader or are they accept Hank Aaron as a home run leader? Right. They still accept Aaron. I mean, that's that's Yeah, Aaron, but... Aaron's still the guy. Because you remember when Barry Bonds broke that record, there had been silence from Hank Aaron's camp. Yeah. Leading up to it, remember that, right? Oh yeah, and then yeah. Bot, and then he hit the home run, and they unveiled a video where Hank Aaron, you know, congratulated him, but he wasn't there. He wasn't there to hug him at home plate. You know, there's none of that going on. I'm not saying whether Hank. I, I can't say what Mr. Aaron had in his heart. He sent the video, but you remember that everybody was talking about. Man, he's not even around for this thing, and there it is—the greatest living legend that we've got. It's like, eh, is he really accepting this? Or is he looking at it askance like the rest of us were? And I don't think Barry Bonds will ever get his total due for that because of what had happened with the with, with that number. Isn't some of it also that football got out? And, and look, as you mentioned, the, 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 the guys developing the drugs are always a step ahead of the guys testing. And there's this. Yes. None of us, I don't think, anymore are naive enough to think that this isn't going on. But football got out ahead of it. And there was a perception, at least, that they're trying, whereas baseball kept their heads stuck in the sand and the players and the owners <laughs> couldn't come up with a, with a, a, a testing agreement, uh, that they could do. And, and in the midst of all this, baseball has this unbelievable run of guys hitting all kinds of home runs. And there was some naivete among people yep. going, God, isn't this amazing? It's this golden era. I remember when Conseco's book came out, a, a, a Mariners executive said he thought it was the best work of fiction he had ever seen. I mean, there was denial yep. within the sport of baseball that this was going on. And baseball allowed, of all people, Jose Conseco to end up on the high road because 
they chose to ignore what was going on. I think that's part of the backlash, and and I don't I don't think football's any more pure than baseball in this result. But I think right. football did a better job, Charles, of, of from not, not not all PR, but from a standpoint that we are going to test and we're going to try and find guys breaking the rules, and they're going to pay a price. And baseball for a long time just looked the other way. I think you make an excellent point. And baseball, look, you remember when the book Ball Four came out with Jim Bouton? Yeah, yeah, people freaked out. Who pitched for the Seattle Pilots for a short time? Yeah. People lost their mind. Bowie Kuhn, the commissioner at the time, I remember the quote was, what were you thinking? How and dare you say players take how, drugs? <laughs> right. How, well, how dare you even say they have sex? Right. I right. mean, they, 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 they lost their mind. They were like, how can you reveal, pull the curtain back on these guys? Don't do that. Well, football's had its share of them, too. You know, the, the book Meet on the Hoof. Um, Dave Megacy's out of their league, mm-hmm. all those things. So I think you make an excellent point about what football's tried to do. But I also think it's a little more basic than that as well. I think that people look at football and look at these collision sports and just and in a lot of ways say, I don't know how anyone's body could do it without doing stuff. Right. They're more forgiving of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really think that they, there, there's a part of that. It's almost like watching the Tour de France, okay, and you watch Lance Armstrong do what he does. I don't think for the longest time, I think we loved what Lance was doing. We loved to live strong. We loved the, the myth of who he was. But when it finally became revealed that he had to, he was taking stuff, was anybody overly shocked? I mean, has anyone seen what they do right. to try and survive that race? Right. That's a great There's point. No, are you kidding me? I, I think I, I was so blinded, though, by that. By him and the story that I just, well, I, you know, was I, I just didn't even allow it to enter my right. brain, and I, I was, I was hoping that it, none of it was true, and I bought into it. I'm like, I, he's telling the truth. Why would he lie? We all, Look what he we overcame. All tried, we yeah. all tried to. We all tried to because it was too good of a story. Yeah. There's, there's our, there's our all American guy who is an American is conquering something that's not American. Right, I mean that 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 tour to France. You don't think you do not think about Americans just destroying that. We had Greg Lamond with the short, you know, with with his run, right? But for the most part, it's always Europeans mm-hmm. just crushing it. Okay, so he has taken on something and made it American. Where we're all of a sudden we're seeing all of us out there in bicycle shorts and and riding around. And for truth matter, most of us shouldn't be. Okay, I mean, ever for a while, it's kind of like <laughs> kind of like March Madness every year, where the pickup games and the Y become big before work. Some and guys then, shouldn't have been wearing the shorts too. Yeah. Right, exactly. But you know, when Greg, when 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 Lance was doing his thing, you, you when you were driving your car, you couldn't go thirty feet without seeing bikers. Right. Yeah. I mean, he made it popular. He made it something special. He made it something we took pride in, and we all wanted to buy into it. But once it hit. And once if the truth was finally truly, absolutely revealed, what it also did was it didn't just point the finger at him. It showed us the whole sport. It's kind of like, look, dude, if you're not doing it to those levels, you're not winning. Yeah, right, right. I mean, we found out it wasn't just him. Yeah, and I think that that was a part of it. It's kind of like, look, are you, have you seen those hills they're riding? Right. Day after day, have you seen yeah. what they're doing? That's where it became. You really think you can do I that? really wish he would have just had the motor in the motor in the, uh, yeah. the in the in the wheel spokes. Well, where it became comical was every other guy's getting popped. It's like you're the only yeah. guy not yeah. doing this stuff, not, and you're dominating. Yeah, yeah. And and we hated that because I yeah. think what you right. said earlier was so perfect. We loved the story. It was outstanding. There he was with the beautiful blonde wife, and you know, and then we find out, you know, the cancer kicked in, and then, you know, they taken taken measures so they could still have children. It was outstanding. I think he's got a son this year who's going to Rice to play football. Huh. 
you know, one of, one of those one of those children. I mean, it was an outstanding story. And look, he did work hard. He did do all of those things. But once it kicked into where the accusation, and then he stonewalled the accusation for so long, it obviously sullied the story. And it's and it's just too bad because we all loved it. It was look, I love. I was all in. I had a Livestrong bracelet. Are you kidding me? Sure. I mean, and and all the things that he did to help. I hope that they're not totally forgotten because he raised a heck of a lot of money for research. So there was some good that came out of this thing. I know we got to uh, we got to run here, but I've got to ask you this before we before we go. We have to also play our '80s movie clip for you, and I know yeah. we're late now. But give me if you can. And maybe we'll revisit this next week, but a, a 60 second preview to this. Uh, you work, of course, NFL games uh, coming up this fall. I mean, the Supreme yeah. Court had a, a massive ruling this week that's uh, going to open up the floodgates, uh, for gambling in, on professional sports. How, how much, Charles, being around the game of the NFL, uh, around the NFL, how yeah. much do you think this is going to change the game with what happened, uh, this week in Washington, D.C.? Truthfully, not very much. Hmm. It just it just it just opens the floodgates, as you said, for the so-called legalized system or whatever it's going to be. And we were already approaching all of that anyway. You know, whatever these 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 fantasy leagues were was another form of doing it. Right. And it, to me, it's like this is this great book I read a while ago about bootlegging and prohibition. I mean, <laughs> it may have been illegal, but there weren't very many people going thirsty during that time in the United States. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if it's illegal now, you really think people aren't still making books somewhere? True. It's just going to change the nature of, of how it's done, and of course the league will have to remain vigilant. But if the league was willing to move a team to Las Vegas, we have a hockey team in Las Vegas now. We're playing NCAA tournament, uh, not tournament games, but um, com- uh, conference tournament games in Las Vegas. Men's and women's, think about it. The Pac-12's been there, right? Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, people have been dealing with this a lot longer than we're probably giving them credit for. All right, uh, you bring up football. So our 1980s movies clip, it involves football and understanding the game of football. Sir, I was wondering, did you happen to catch the professional football contest on television last night? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, it was most exhilarating. The Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay. And in the end, the Giants triumphed by kicking an oblong ball made of pigskin to a big H. It was a most ripping victory. <laughs> Son, I'm just going to tell you this one time. One time. <laughs> you want to keep working here. Stay off the drugs. <laughs> there it is, uh, coming to America. I think that you requested that a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't, and I yes. didn't play it for you. But uh, you guys, you guys nailed it for me. That's God, when we had that conversation. We could just do every John, movie clip. Could be from that movie if we wanted to. Oh, it could. And remember, we had that conversation about John Amos being a college football player. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And had a had a had a short run in the semi pro, and, and and I think maybe even the World Football League it might have been. Huh. But yeah, I mean this. <laughs> That was that was when he showed him how to how to mop the floor. Yes, and he just play, he just start moving the mop with the bucket around. He's he like, doesn't oh. have the mop out. He just moving Remember, the bucket around. And he's, he's like he's like uh, don't you, you don't don't do that, son. You you hurt yourself. Yeah. Don't do uh, good stuff, Charles. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks so much. Look forward to it, guys. You take care of yourselves, okay? All right, there he is, uh, Charles Davis, NFL Network, Fox Sports, brought to you by uh, Premier Golf. When we come back. Uh, two real funny stories that uh, we are going to have to share uh, in the sporting world. That uh, I mean, what sad but but funny. I think you guys uh, will laugh. We'll uh, we'll give you those stories coming up.